coming up. So there's something subconsciously going on there where we think, oh, they've done something for us, we'll do something for them. In part one of this seven-part podcast, since lockdown, the way we interact with each other has dramatically changed, and it looks like it won't alter for some time to come. In a world where we're at our most influential during those close-up face-to-face meetings, how do we adapt to a more socially distanced world, or one where there's a video screen in the way? Digital learning that's dramatically different. Welcome to this TED Learning Podcast. Hello, I'm Justin from TED Learning, and I'm delighted to be joined by Matt Hayden, who's one of our TED Learning management trainers, who spends his time supporting managers and leaders in the workplace. So Matt, can you just talk us through why you think influence is important to both personal and company success? Yes, I I mean, I think it always is. Um, And I think that in general, our life chances, our successes in life, our interactions with each other are massively based upon our skills in influencing people um, and also ourselves, actually. But uh, I think we're really talking this afternoon about how we influence others in our interactions with them. And what's the difference between influencing somebody and manipulating the situation to be what you want it to be? Yeah, I think that word manipulating is quite interesting. English is so ambiguous sometimes, isn't it? I think if you were a potter and somebody said, oh, you manipulate clay skillfully, that would be an admirable thing. Um, I think it all boils down to the ethics. Most human skills can be used for ethical and good purposes and they can probably be uh, misapplied and used unethically as well but I think if you're using influence skills positively uh, appropriately and ethically there's absolutely nothing wrong with that in fact I would say it was a admirable quality. What's the key to being a successful influencer? I'm not sure I'd be able to say there was one big key to it but um, I think a lot of it is being interested in and involved in other people's interests not just out for yourself not just i've got to win at anybody else's expense i think it's about understanding that effective human interactions involve a bit of give and take and a bit of win-win as it were what sort of situations would you say that it's most appropriate for us to try and use our influencing skills um i think when you're dealing in the work environment when you're dealing with your colleagues when you're dealing with your boss when you're dealing with customers when you're dealing with suppliers when you're dealing with any human being with whom you're going to be interacting, really. What tips would you give to somebody if they wanted to be more influential in the workplace? I think one of the key things is to be interested in other people, what their motivations are, what their interests are, what they want to get out of any exchange with us, really. There's actually a little experiment you can do, which is if you take your index finger and draw a capital Q on your forehead very quickly without thinking about it. And then, um, which eye did you draw your Q over? If you drew the tail of your Q over your left eye, you're drawing that Q as though other people see it. And the psychological theory says that that means that we are instinctively an outwardly focused person. We tend to think about other people and we tend to perhaps adapt our behaviour and our interactions accordingly. So we might behave differently with our family to how we do with certain friends, colleagues, etc. If you draw the cue the other way round, that's like it's you're looking at it. And the theory says that that's your more inwardly focused. And those sort of people tend to be less flexible naturally and tend to be more like themselves as it were 
with whoever they're dealing with. And there's no right or wrong to that. It's just individual personality types. But I think when you're dealing with other people and you want to be influential, it's really key to be thinking, putting yourself in their shoes and thinking about what they want to achieve as well as thinking about what you want to achieve from your interaction with them. And you wanted to talk to us about some particular models out there or some theories around influencing. The chap that I became interested in uh, quite a few years ago is a guy called Robert Cialdini and he is um, a psychologist. He's the Emeritus Professor of Psychology at Arizona University and he wrote a book many years ago which is called Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion. What he did was he spent about three years undercover, as it were, uh, with various organisations. A lot of them were sales organisation and spending time with salespeople and observing really what it was that singled out the success of some as opposed to others. Um, and he boiled it down to what he calls six principles of influence. So the first one, he says, is uh, reciprocity, uh, which is a word it took me quite a while to get pronouncing correctly um reciprocation you scratch my back i'll scratch yours i said and i think like a lot of these things when you talk about them we think oh yeah that makes sense but is do we always practice them in in reality um some good examples of how reciprocity works with human beings is we tend to have a drive that if somebody does something for us we want to return the favor as it were um so a good example of that is a few years ago you probably remember we used to get letters in the post from charities asking for donations and quite often they'd be accompanied by a a, ball, a free ballpoint pen and I can't imagine any of us leapt up with excitement when we got our ballpoint pen through the post but on trials of um, requests for donations with ballpoint pens and without funnily enough the ones with the ballpoint pens got a higher average level of donation so there's something subconsciously going on there where we think oh they've done something for us we'll do something for them another good example of that is when you're in a restaurant and you get your bill presented to you at the end of the evening quite often they put a couple of mints in there don't they or, or some gummy bears or something like that why are they doing that are they doing that out of the goodness of their heart the answer is usually we will tip more if we've got a little sweet or a little present uh and again, we don't think that. We don't think, oh, great, they've given me a couple of mints. I better tip generously. But again, on trials, they show that the more, if you do get a sweet in your jar, on average, people will tip higher. And, and if you put two, they'll tip higher again. Presumably, there's probably a point at which it becomes preposterous. And if we were getting a pyramid of sweets on our jar, we wouldn't be so influenced. But that is another example of how reciprocity works. Thanks for listening to this TED Learning podcast. In part two, we explore the second principle of influence, commitment and consistency. This is available now via our website at podcast.tedlearning.co.uk or via most podcast platforms. This podcast was produced by TED Digital.